As a medical student, you're charged with the impossible task of somehow managing all of the demands on your time. How do you properly prepare for classes, tests, board exams, choose a specialty, and ultimately build a competitive residency application while also finding time for things like maintaining relationships with loved ones, staying healthy and doing things you love, and just being a normal human being? This podcast was created to help you navigate the complicated path to becoming a physician. And welcome to Student Doc Unlocked a podcast made by a group of recently graduated doctors to help current medical students learn how to survive and thrive. We'll be sharing some of the lessons we learned so you can laugh at our mistakes and avoid them yourselves, as well as adopt the habits we found most helpful. I'm your host, Dr. Nathan Hendrickson, a current PGY1 completing my intern year in surgery before beginning diagnostic radiology next year. On this week's episode, we have special friends of mine, Dr. Christina Sanchez, a pediatric resident currently completing her residency in Oklahoma, and Joshua Barra, an internal medicine resident completing his residency in Chicago. We discussed how we survived the didactic years of medical school, which included what resources we used, how we maintained our personal lives, and how we prepared for boards. We also shared some of our favorite memories from our study group, including Dr. Sanchez and Dr. Ibarra's engagement story. Okay, guys, what's up? Uh, my name is Dr. Hendrickson. Uh, this is Student Doc Unlocked, a uh, podcast for med students, and I'm here with Dr. Christina Sanchez and Dr. Joshua Barra. Uh, we are all classmates uh, from the same study group. And what did you match into? You guys talk about yourselves. Uh, hi guys, so happy to be here. I matched into pediatrics at Oklahoma State University in Tulsa. Uh, and hello, I matched into internal medicine at Cook County in Chicago. Sweet, and I matched here in San Antonio. Uh, that's where we were filming from uh, in radiology. Um, fun fact, these two, are engaged and they did not know each other before med school. No, nope. dreams do come true. <laughs> yeah, we didn't think Josh was gonna get married either. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Josh is from California. Oh yeah, so I'm from California and then moved over to Texas for medical school and now moving to Chicago for residency. And I'm from the deep south of Texas in the Rio Grande Valley. I did my undergrad in San Antonio and I just kind of stuck around. So San Antonio is pretty much home for me now. Uh, where are we from? North Dakota. <laughs> I don't. I don't claim that. <laughs> I love North Dakota. So I lived in North Dakota until I was fourteen. Moved to Kansas City and then bounced all around, and now we're here. We were in Utah for undergrad. Lived in Brazil as well. All right, guys. So today we're going to talk a lot about how we survived the didactic years, years one and two. Uh, so what I wanted to start off with is: Have you guys gotten questions from like? your people in first through third years, or have you guys given out advice that people liked, and what was that advice if you had it? Yeah, so um, just to preface this, the school gives us a little, right? Someone that we mentor throughout the years, and my little shout out, Francesca, uh, she had a lot of questions, and I was able to help her with them, and her number one question was, how do I study? Because med school is such a different beast from undergrad. I think that was the biggest one that all of the kids had. What about you, Josh? Do you have any mini-me's? Yeah. Oh, I did have a little um, during undergrad. Not undergrad. Through med school. <laughs> Forget. Oh, I just had a little undergrad. But it was basically the same question. Like, how to study. You know, school gives us a lot of resources. Uh, so we read online. So many different resources. Which ones to use. Which ones not to use. How to organize my time. Those are kind of the questions that... Uh, kept hearing over and over again from people in the class of levels. Perfect. So that was really what I got from my little as well. And then 
actually tutor, um, and I feel like that's the majority of what people ask tutoring. Tutoring, they kind of get to you late, like before taking step one and level one, but they still have the same questions of how do I study now for board. So we want to answer some of those questions today. Um, that's the whole point of this podcast. We started this uh, kind of to give advice to people who are going to be in our spot, but don't know how we got here. And we also sometimes don't know how we got here literally the time. Um, but, so I'm going to talk about something that I think all of us, so we are the OGs of Table M, if anyone knows us. Uh, we have a, oh man, how would you describe where we had lectures and why are we Table M? And how do we kick people out? Right. <laughs> so in our med school, we had large auditoriums, and in the auditorium, there were different tables labeled Table A through Table N, and our group of 10 sat at Table M. That became our study group, which was probably the norm for the rest of the tables. Do you guys agree? Yeah. So table A, table R, table I. Yep. Uh, but we were table M, and a few times there were some people that tried to snake our seats. <laughs> and in our group chat, like I'd get a text message, uh, so-and-so is in your seat right now, do I kick them out? And no, we just let them sit there, but we would talk mess about whoever was sitting in their spots during class. Watch them from across the room. Mm-hmm. Or just give up on lecture. Yeah. Actually, we all moved our entire table to <laughs> someone else's table. Um, yeah, it's basically kind of a situation where you don't have assigned seats, but once you sit down, that's basically your assigned seat. You don't move. And so if anyone, you know, tries to change that, you're just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Even though it wasn't actually an assigned seat. It's true. I feel like we've been through a lot. Uh, so there's 10 of us. I forgot to count. But out of the 10 of us, there were four people who were not engaged. And now there are four <laughs> people who are engaged. Yeah. The people within the 10. Yeah. One of them is not me. I'm married. So. You're actually fine. You too. Wait. Oh, you're right. But they're engaged. So not to, oh. Outsider of table. Oh, yeah. No. Eddie doesn't count. So 50% of our table got engaged during school. Yeah. One was already married. So. Yeah. me out of it. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so love is in the air at med school, everyone. Be careful. Lock mm-hmm. your hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, so why did we decide on studying together? How did we, that come about? And why? what did we use our study groups for? I think it was out of convenience initially, right? Mm-hmm. We were all sitting together, and the school would give us the LOSOs, which were the learning objectives that we would learn for the case vignette or... Um, the lecture of the day and so we'd break off and each person would be in charge of answering those losos and then share it with the rest of the group so of course started out of convenience but i think we've all become lifelong friends and yeah. it's not just a study group it became like our core group in med school yeah yeah i think you were the one that actually started it <laughs> to be honest i remember nate was very from the beginning i think week one week two and it's like okay guys Here's a plan. I, I want to do this. <laughs> well, let's split this up. Which is what out. we needed. Which is what we did for the beginning portion of yeah. school as we kind of started dipping our toes and trying to figure out what worked for each of us. Yeah, I feel like when you get to med school, you don't understand, like, you don't have to do every reading assignment. Right. And you don't have to fill out every pre-lecture right. worksheet. And, and especially on your own. Yeah. yeah. And so we figured that out quick with what we were doing, like, one LOSO every two weeks. So, yeah. what, like, a LOSO is just, like, a had questions with the reading background that you're supposed to read to answer those questions. And it could take like one to three hours. Yeah. It take a long time. And we had them every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we started dividing them up and 
it really helped. Um, and then other than that, like I really think we never really studied like all ten of us in the same room because that'd be utter chaos because we don't we wouldn't get anything done. But we would break off and everyone would actually study because we were like in groups of three to five. Uh, and so I think the study group taught me because I didn't want to go home where my kids were because I knew I wasn't going to study if that happened. So like we always had someone to go to campus with. I liked it. Um, okay. So I want to talk a little bit about specifics of what we did in like the days that we weren't doing LOSOs, what were we studying and why? And so to preface this, uh, some people don't know this, but most med schools today are pass fail. Um, ours was, and it did. Yeah, well, we probably wouldn't be here. If we did uh, and ours is just straight pass fail. There's no honors, nothing. So like I had received advice from a physician who said, Hey, like residencies, really don't know how to gauge success in medical school other than boards, right? Did you guys get that feeling, especially after interviewing? Yeah, and for the most part. Right, like they, 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 only the education part. They definitely care about everything else, but like as far as like learning, they don't really know how to know what you've learned mm-hmm. other than boards. And so right. this doc kind of just said like, study for boards and don't study for school. And that was like my motivation and I kind of figured out how to do it, but let's talk about it. So what did we do? What did you guys do? What did you use to study instead of doing like LOSOs and doing the work? Pathoma. Pathoma. What is Pathoma, Christina, Dr. Sanchez? Pathoma is a great resource. <coughs> it was recommended to me by someone who was already in med school before I started and kind of described it as the Holy Trinity. So Pathoma is a book, you can get it in PDF, and it breaks down a lot of the pathophysiology and pathogenesis of a lot of important disease processes that show up in boards and also show up in our curriculum. So it was very helpful, it had the important key points, important pictures that you needed, so that was a big, big part of my regimen. It wasn't, it's not just a book, it's just a video series too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you guys, but I hated reading text. Like, it took me forever, and I feel like I didn't understand anything. Anything that came with the video format is what I mostly used. So, Pathoma came with that and the book. And so, I want to jump in and saying that, especially in med school, you have to be honest with yourself. What kind of learner are you? So, I needed to read. Yeah. I couldn't watch videos. So, Pathoma was helpful for me in that I saw it in a text, and I learned it. That's how I learned it. Someone taught you how to read. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he still will learn it. <laughs> Yeah, well, Christina's a very avid reader. She'll keep reading books constantly throughout. And you're like, oh, I just read that in one day. And I'm just like, oh, I just learned. Some of us I are still working on our vowels. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Harlingen Public School. Okay, Pathoma. And one thing I actually really liked about Pathoma is, like, we had pathology lectures in med school that would be, like, two hours. In a Pathoma lesson, you could watch it in 20 to 45 minutes. Two speed. Yeah, double speed. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. And I think that was true pretty much for, like, all these resources we're going to talk about. Like, it would make a lecture that was two to four hours become something that you could do in, like, 30 minutes an hour. Yes. Cool. All right, we got Pathoma out there. What else? I used Boards and Beyond a lot, uh, especially as we got closer towards that level one. Yeah. That was really useful, not just the physiology, but then kind of the overview of the different disease process or, like, cardiology and medications. That was very helpful for me. Um, it also was very useful because <laughs> they were already pre-made Anki decks, which yeah. is another resource that I used, Anki. So it was very easy to, you know, you watch the video and then you upload the Anki deck for that specific video, and then you just do a flashcard. You don't have to worry about 
you know, maybe my own flashcard versus some other resources that don't have great pre-made decks. Yeah, so Anki and Forge and Beyond are pretty well, helpful. let's talk about Anki. So yeah. Anki King, right here, explain. <laughs> I am not an Anki. original Anki. Those are actual people, okay? Uh, Anki I, Space King. <laughs> <laughs> I committed to Anki early on. That's what I recommend doing. Um, but it is a huge amount of time. Anki is just like a flashcard app. If you're a med student, you've definitely heard of it. Um, but the deck that Josh is talking about is called the Lightyear deck. Uh, and it's made from cards from Forge and Beyond. And so... The Lightyear deck was great doing it, as Josh said, like, you watch a video, you do the uh, the flashcards, and you keep doing that, and by the time we've all took steps one or level one, I think, at least for me, I had like 30,000 cards in my deck that I had been reviewing, uh, so definitely recommend Anki. Going into what Josh was saying, for everything that we're going to talk about, too, every resource, there is a Anki deck that goes with it. Pathoma has one, Boards of Beyond has one, and so... What I recommend, and what most of us did, is we would watch a video and do Anki. Or if we didn't do that, we would start doing they People started it late, like six months before Boards. All right, Boards of Beyond. I actually really like Boards of Beyond, too. I think it was my favorite resource. Mm -hmm. It was the most comprehensive. Um, he had, like, pathology through everything. But one thing, doc, this, the, the doctor who made Boards of Beyond is a cardiologist. Dr. Ryan, yeah, I'm just saying. He's awesome. Uh, and he, when he would get to like pathology though, or micro, I kind of just would go to Pathoma for path, and then Sketchy for micro and farm. Because there's no reason to double watch videos, and you would learn the same amount of stuff. Mm -hmm. I just felt like uh, Pathoma and Sketchy helped me memorize it better. It didn't necessarily teach me better. Yeah. All right, Sketchy. Sketchy, another part of the Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity of, of med school. Definitely for micro. Mm -hmm. May yeah. or might, may not have been for farm. Not for me. I didn't really use it for farm. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it too much, but I did like it for micro. What is sketchy for all these people who don't know or need to know? Uh, it basically, it's another video source where someone created creates a picture so you can very easily remember things saying like, oh, this specific diagram or this image of a cat will start represent this specific thing about... Uh, catalase positive. Catalase positive. <laughs> yeah. Cat catalase positive. Catalase positive. You know, the, the C's separating is like what? Coagulase positive, um, and th that sort of thing. So it made it very easy for when you're looking at a test, you just think of the picture, and then it'll be, you know, really quick for you to remember. Versus reading, just oh, you know, this bug was it is specifically catalase positive, and you have to remember those words or text. Mm -hmm. It just looks First very easy picture. for a visual person. Yeah, and then the do you remember the architect that goes with that one? It has a funny name. Sketchy. I don't know. LOL, not a cop. I'll put it in what? there. But, yeah, it's called LOL, not a cop. I don't know. Some guy like took all of the pictures from Sketchy and put them into flashcards, so you could go through. Oh, them. Um, oh so cool. you could also put the. You guys not know about this? I, I got into Anki so late. No. Oh, I, I think I got someone. I think they're in Ankings. I think yeah. the Ankings brought them on. Yeah, but there, that was a really good deck for Sketchy. I am a hardcore Sketchy believer. Um, really liked it. Okay. Um, time out. I need, we need a break. We need a story time. Okay. Christina, story. Christina has the best stories. <laughs> oh man. Josh, what's, what's great? What's the best to display Christina's storytelling ability? Let's talk, you guys, let's just, you were just telling us about how you guys got engaged. Let's go. Start with that. Okay. Oh. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> recently engaged in April, we've been dating Slash since. The ring. Josh, it beautiful, wasn't free. <laughs> beautiful ring with the pink diamond in the center. So, 
Josh had this plan to take me to Utopia, Texas, <laughs> and it's like an hour and a half drive outside of San Antonio, yeah. and it's this private treehouse restaurant, and I'm looking it up, and it looks gorgeous, and I see that you have to rent the treehouse, and I ask him, oh, did we get the treehouse, and he says, no, and I'm like, then why are we going to drive an hour and a half? to a place that's really only known for the treehouse. <laughs> and he said, I don't know, but we're going. Okay, fine. In the car. Yeah, and so the whole week I'm asking him, what's the menu? I don't know, I can't tell you. And I'm like, what if I'm allergic to something? Because I have so many allergies. I don't know, we'll figure it out. And then I'm asking him, what are you gonna wear, what should I wear? And he says, wear the dress you get the most compliments in, which is a black dress that I ended up wearing to this treehouse that's full of flower fields everywhere. So there's a picture of me in a uh, field of poppies, of beautiful black. red poppies, and I am so angry because I look like freaking Wednesday Adams in a black dress. So I'm really great at planning <laughs> and being very smooth. Yeah. Just making sure that you had no suspicion of what was going on. Exactly. And so we walk into the restaurant and they're like, oh, what's the name on your reservation? And he says, Joshua Ipata. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you have the treehouse. And I'm like, so we do have the treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> and so we walk into the treehouse. It's beautiful. And then he just starts telling me about how amazing I am and then mm. proposes and says the cutest things. And the best part is that I'm getting so excited. He shows me the ring. He's on one knee. He shows me the ring. He takes out the ring and puts the box away. And I just take it out of his hand and I put it on. So he didn't put it on my finger. I was like, oh, no, take my exits on. I don't need you for this. Yeah. This I'm still an independent woman. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think the best part is we're driving. Christina definitely already had suspicion or probably knew. And then my friend, as we're driving, has had the GPS on. You know, a notification just pops up. Today's the day. You know, my friend sent, and, you know, Christina and I both look at the phone at the same time. And, I'm like, and it's like, well, she, if she didn't know beforehand, she definitely knew then that something was happening. Josh has a lot of days. <laughs> yeah. Anything, right? and yeah. I called my mom right after because she knew it was going to happen today. And she was like, I've been so nervous all week. I'm so glad it worked out. <laughs> I'm like, did you think I was going to say no? I think that was <laughs> She was suspicion. probably like, yes, yeah. Christina. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because if you know me, this was... It wasn't in the cards. Yeah. Nate texted me right after and said, uh, you did the thing you said you were never going to do. <laughs> Which actually, in all honesty, brought tears to my eyes because oh. it made me realize, yeah, I was never going to get married. And That's true. Something I tried. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something I tried. Mm -hmm. Sorry, guys. <laughs> the heartbreaker, Christina. That's, I had not heard that whole story. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. All the way to Utopia. I didn't even, Utopia, what, Texas. What direction is that? <laughs> it's uh, east, basically. That's just straight. Wrong direction, west. <laughs> I started, oh yeah, you're right, I think I know. Do you go past yeah. the Castroville? Mm -hmm. that that way? Yeah. yeah. No, uh, it's not that direction. How so, did you find the treehouse place in Utopia, so, Texas? So, I don't know why. In November, I thought of the treehouse. <laughs> <laughs> and I just Googled. Six months before. <laughs> and I just Googled on, uh, it's like treehouse restaurant San Antonio. And there's no treehouse restaurant in San Antonio. But one popped up and it says like oh and I look at it and it's like this really nice treehouse in Utopia, Texas and I was like oh I really want to try and go there and eat there and then that was the one that I ended up deciding that was a place that because I you know we both really wanted the proposal to be you know something private and special to both of us. We didn't want 
other people around, um, so I can't do it in the middle of a restaurant. You know, so people, you know, strangers. So to me, it just seemed like the perfect. So it's just place. you both in a treehouse. Yeah. yeah treehouse. Okay. For some reason, I thought it was like a whole restaurant treehouse. No, it's just no, us. No, it's just us two. Uh, in the treehouse. In the treehouse, and then the or server after it proposed came up and asked about what food we wanted and you know the different options, drinks, things like that. So yeah, it was very private. Josh has game. For real. We, I was we were, very I was impressed. always aware, but Josh is like a silent killer, like Yeah. For sure. He randomly will impress you when you were horrible first impression. <laughs> we should tell the story of how he met my mom. That's a great story. Okay, okay. Let's hit it. That'll be our next break. Okay. <laughs> this is hilarious. Stories that make me look bad. Okay. Um let's talk a little bit about like uh what do we do differently as VOs, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone knows MD versus VO, we have like a different curriculum. So our school, we had it once a week. We had what's called, oh uh, man, what is it? Docs. OMT. Docs. There we go. What? Do you guys remember Docs did for? <laughs> Future Docs, we'll call it that one. Uh, but yeah, it was every Thursday and Tuesday, depending on the year we were in, for four hours. Mm -hmm. And we would work on learning osteopathic principles that were tested on and then doing like the uh, osteopathic manipulative therapies. Mm -hmm. um, and the physical exam stuff too. And if he, yeah, physical exam stuff too, for sure, was part of docs, that's right. So what did you guys do to study for that? Obviously, that's something different that we have to add into our study. I love this because it brings up how important study groups are again. Because when we had our docs exams, we'd all reserve a room. Mm -hmm. And the 10 of us, or 5 or 10, would hang out in this room and just run through these practices over and over again. Run through the physical exams, run through the treatment modalities um, to make sure we got it. And I thought that was so helpful because you're not reading it, you're actually doing it. And we'd walk in and say, hi, I'm Dr. So-and-so, can you confirm your name and date of birth for me? What day is it? Why are you here? So yeah, so start to finish, we'd practice. Uh, so every time that we'd go into the actual exam, I always felt really confident. Yeah, well also it helps because if you, if you have read some of the books that talk about OMT, they're not very, like, you can't understand it. Yeah. The way they write it it's is so, so hard <laughs> to understand what it is that they're talking about. They're like, oh, you grab this part and you move in this direction. And you're like, well, I don't, I can't comprehend what it is that you're actually saying. And then when you actually do it, you're like, oh, that's so easy. So, yeah. you know, actually having someone there to show you is so much easier compared to reading text about it. Um, you, you learn it, in, you know, when we talk about videos, you learn it in 30 seconds compared to trying to learn it yourself for 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and basically that was supposed to be what DOPS was for us. It was a group session where they show us the different techniques, they show us uh, the physical exam portion, and then we go off into small groups and practice it on ourselves. And then we have to show uh, one of the faculty to be like, oh, this is how we do it. And so they sign off to show that we actually did perform it and we learned it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you talking about study groups made me think about how we studied as a study group and all the memories we have for these uh, PE exams are hilarious. We'll talk about them in a second. Um, but like Josh was saying, the resources out there are great for docs or for OMT. The book that everyone uses is Savarese, I believe is what it's called, mm -hmm. the green book. And it's good, but like you can't read OMT and do it. Uh, honestly, there's if you just YouTube search any of these therapies, a lot of them are out there. Shout out to Dr. Nagina, who used to work at our school. Oh. He made a great series explaining a lot. Um, and then there is a, a course that I actually really like that I would recommend using, not necessarily to study during years one and two, but like the 
four boards. It's called Comprep Med. I don't know if either of you guys used it. No. But he made like PowerPoints of like, these are the high yield uh, cervical vertebrae they always test on. This is how you diagnose this, this. Mm-hmm. It was like a Boards and Beyond style, like PowerPoint style resource for docs or for OMTs. So I really like that one. Um, and then do you guys do anything different when you study for the complex versus studying for step or people that you knew that studied for step? Do you feel like they study differently? I think it is. I think um, the questions are asked differently. I feel like with step, they're much more straightforward in what they wanted versus complex. Would you say it was a little more sneaky in the test writing? <laughs> Your questions were weird. And I think part of it is you have to learn how to answer the questions or what the questions were asking. And in step, sometimes it can go re- really in depth. They want that one specific thing, yeah. which can change You know, what score you end up getting versus complex didn't really go that in much depth as Steph did. Um, but yeah, no, Comlex is a beast himself. And I typically used a Combank or yeah. something else, and other people did as well. And in addition to you, which a lot of people use for Steph. You're, you're cutting in front of me, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Let's talk about QBanks. Yeah, so you just mentioned Combanks, and you talked about UWorld. So Combank and UWorld, Combank is Comlex specific, and then UWorld is actually, they make Comlex specific questions now. Yes, so they do. Uh, I do that with my students all the time, but these resources are super important. I don't know how necessary they are, like year one and two, or year one, but like the last six months of year two prepping for boards, super important. Um, There's no way to say, like, save money, don't do it. No, like, spend your money and do these questions. Uh, That's how you're going to learn. So we'll make a different episode about, like, how to manage dedicated. I feel like that'd just be too much, but... Doing these but banks is the one thing that's going to really prepare you to sit down and take an eight-hour test that's going to be like those banks. Right. Um, okay. Sorry, I just asked you a question and I answered it for you. You're welcome. Thank um, you. <laughs> talk to me about first aid. What, what is first aid? Everyone, like, when I got to med school, I heard first aid. I was like, we know first aid. <laughs> I have a band-aid right yeah. here. I know how to put on a tourniquet. Like, what did you guys do to use this book called First Aid and what is it? Yeah, so First Aid is this comprehensive book that someone in the company that created First Aid decided if you want to do well on your boards, know basically everything from cover to cover. Um, For me, I found it a lot more useful for step one versus step two, but, you know, basically it was a more condensed version of all the material that you learn and can learn for different resources and the lectures that you have in school, and that's really like kind of what it is, the high-yield topics that step will ask questions for you about um, and definitely use it in conjunction either read from first aid and then learn based off that or learn resources beforehand and then review through first aid to kind of see if there's anything else that you're missing it is more of a review it's not more of an initial learning experience it's super thick but you don't get full i guess you get the key points and the highlighted important things but if you need more context it's not going to provide you that context. So it'd be like um, learning from boards and beyond and then going into first aid to make sure you understand what's going to be tested. Yeah. Yeah. First aid had stuff like mnemonics mm-hmm. and like the high yield pictures. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like it's a zoomed in picture when you've already learned the zoomed out picture. Right. Like if a student told me they hadn't picked up first aid and they were like six months off from boards, I feel like they'd be okay. Like the, that last six months is where you're going to be like using first aid to review. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We like first aid. Yeah, I um, love it. 
but it's definitely like overwhelming. You can't use it as a learning tool. Yeah. It's more of a review tool, I feel like. And I, so site came easy to me and peds came easy to me. I matched in peds. Yeah. So I loved it for those two. But if I needed to learn cardio, yeah. I knew I wasn't going to learn it from first aid because Dr. I, Ryan. yeah, I can't do cardio. <laughs> Gotta have Dr. Ryan from Boys and Girls. Yes. Yeah. It's true. Um, okay. And then lastly, from resource wise, I wanted to talk about physio. I don't know if either of you guys use physio. Physio with an E? Yeah. You used it? It is with no. an E. Is that physio physio? Nah, it's called physio. I don't know. Do you know who told me about it? It was Eddie. Because when I would get, when I would do board questions, I would, you know, like those arrow pointing questions oh, for physiology. For the, what the, like, the, whether it's renal oh, or. Blood pressure oh. goes up and uh, electrons. Shock. Yeah, so like all the physiology questions, I would just keep getting wrong and I was so annoyed. And Eddie was like, me too, man, but use this. And so physio is a resource that's, I think they make videos on everything but they're really good on physiology. Um, so I'll put links to that stuff here too. And I feel like that's what really helped my score make a jump from the stuff I just couldn't remember and I didn't learn conceptually. So when you get to those questions, if you don't know the concept, yeah. you're gonna really struggle. Um, and so physio is really good too. Okay, last, before we tell another, actually let's tell another story. Let's talk about <laughs> the time we were all studying for a docs exam. And we were doing yeah, abdominal. Liz. <laughs> you and Liz. Were you in the room? Was anyone there? I was in the room. room. <laughs> so, was this in the doc's room, right? We yeah. weren't in a SIGS room. No, no, no. We were in a SIGS room. We were in a SIGS room. Were we in a SIGS room? We weren't in a doc. No, I remember. <laughs> Maybe I had not walk in. This was the day of testing. So, like, every, some people were testing. Some people weren't. Some people were in the room. So, it was different times. Yeah, like, if you got an 8 o'clock time, you were like, I'm going to be done with it. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. If you got a 4 o'clock time, you're like, Oh, it's going to hang over my head. And I think I had a four o'clock time, and so did Liz. So we, we were studying, and it was abdominal. And she was practicing auscultating my exam, or my abdomen auscultating my exam. And yeah, she, so we had to like palpate, inspect, you know, do the whole thing. And I was like, man, Eddie, I think I'm going to fart when Liz is listening to my stomach. <laughs> and so we were going through it. And I like start laughing before I even did it because I couldn't hold it in. And I farted, and Liz just goes, what? <laughs> Did you just fart when I was Oscar? Anyway. No, you said, hey, Liz, I'll take this. And then fart. It wasn't, That's premeditated. It wasn't even that. It just happened. It was like, oh, no, I knew I prepared it for it, too. I think she had just finished doing it, and I was like, wait, listen again. Anyway, oh, man. I am, like, three years old mentally. Yes, and let's describe Liz, a very prim and proper nice girl, and then you just <laughs> fart in her face. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, like, into her stethoscope. Okay, yes. It's different. Into yeah, Liz, Liz is probably the most proper out of all the table. Yeah. So now you know what kind of person Liz is. <laughs> a degenerate. I have kids at home. I have to ignore them at home, so I act weird at school. Oh, man. Okay. All right, last. I want to talk about uh, Amboss with you guys. Did you guys I'm use Amboss at all? Yes. Okay. Second year I did. Okay. What did you, what, what did you guys use Amboss for and why? I used Amboss for initially understanding the hard topic. So um, cardio, I had a hard time understanding cardio. I had a hard time breaking down the different heart sounds. So I used Amboss to break it down for me. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was very comprehensive. Not so much words that there's all of these unnecessary sentences. I just needed the heart sounds and to listen to them. And so that's what I used Amboss for. Hmm. 
So like super specific goods. Oh yeah, very specific. So I never bought a subscription. Interesting. I just used the free articles that I had for oh, the things okay. I had the most trouble with. Okay. What about you, Josh? I used it at the initial Q Bank for me because they have their own Q Bank, but it's notoriously, like notoriously hard. hard. <laughs> like it's so hard, and you see the questions, and you you look at your percentage after. It's so horrible. It's only thirty percent. Then you look at the questions, like the hardest questions, where you actually get like five hammer. Yeah, the like, five hammers, one the hammer, 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 hammer. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, at least I don't feel too bad missing it. And then you compare it to, you know, what a U World Q Bank would be, and you're like, oh, thirty percent on Amboss is like seventy percent on U World. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's a bit generous, but I agree with the I agree with the. Uh, yeah, it was just like, but you know, some, something like that, and so I thought it was very helpful to. Really narrow down. Yeah, first, use it as a bank to just learn, yeah. get repetition for questions, multiple choice questions. Because our tests were not multiple choice; our tests were free response. So just having that initially, and then also, it gave you such great explanations for when you got it wrong. Just that reviewing, like, oh, why did I get it wrong? Why are these other answers wrong? And then why yeah. is this answer correct? Where you didn't have to go look for it yourself, and it was very in-depth explanations already there for you. So I like that a lot. Yeah. I really like Gamboss. I actually still use it. They have it for like clinicians and physicians yeah, now. Yeah, they do. And it's they have monthly ones that are like ten to twenty bucks, and you can pull up articles from their app. Like it's super on the go, mm -hmm. easy. Uh, and then I think they have the best interface. Like, yeah, I don't know how to describe that because I'm not techie, but like their website is the easiest to use. User friendly. Yeah. Oh man, easiest to use. User friendly. Nice. Uh, but yeah, like she read. <laughs> you do read books, don't you? Fine. You know words, all the best words. Um, Amboss was great because also, like, as you're reading an article, you pull up the picture that's high yield. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with their monthly subscriptions, you also get like 50 cute questions a month, too, that you're instead of having to pay for a Q bank, you get 50 questions a month. Anyway, okay. Um, so we've talked about how we studied, why we studied in groups. What resources we used, um, why we we did QBanks, um, we covered a lot. So, I think something that I want to ask everyone that comes on this podcast is, what would you say to your first year self? Like, what advice would you give to yourself as a first year, or just to first, second, third years? It can be about residency, whatever. Let's hear it. What do you guys think? I would tell myself to take school more seriously because <laughs> I did not. Thank God I was at our school. We didn't have exams every week. Yeah. I am not a classroom person. I know that about myself. Would not have done well if I had an exam every week that I needed to study for. Yeah. But I wish I would have put more effort. Yeah. I. Side note, I was present when Christina learned that we had to take boards. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. We were walking to class, and I remember it so clearly. We were walking outside to building four for structures, or something that was in building four, and Nate said something about boards, and I'm like, what are boards? And he's like, those are the exams we have to take, and I'm like, <laughs> like after school, and he's like, no, next year. Yeah, I was present. Was yeah, I was like, no one ever told me this. Bearer of bad news, yes. my bad. But I was also the kid who was really annoying and always talking about boards after that, so. But I felt like it was helpful, because <laughs> I learned about it. <laughs> It's great. I love I love Christina. <laughs> All right, Josh. Um, for Not me, 
it will probably go into the more studying aspect. I will probably tell myself to focus on the normal physiology first. Yeah. Really get a good understanding of that because knowing that and why the body functions the way it does, once you start learning the disease process and see how it affects the normal, will just make it so much easier for you to comprehend and answer questions about stuff like that versus kind of just cramming information and being like, this does that, and that and equals that, like this plus that equals that. You know, that just by itself doesn't really help you later down the road, especially when you start taking uh, boards and then when you're in your clinical years as well, when preceptors are asking, like, why is that? Why are you using this drug versus these other ones? I'm like, well, I don't, because the boards and beyond told me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, that's not an answer. Like, you can't just tell me. Because the people do it, you have to tell me why. Why is that the case? And I think that's something that I would probably tell myself to start focusing on that earlier on. Yeah. You can't learn sick until you've learned healthy. Right. That's oh, true. Very good, yeah. I like it. Well, um, I guess I'll share my first piece of advice, and it'll be the only advice because you guys are the first episode. Shout out to you guys. Because you guys are going to hear my advice for the future. But uh, I think, you know, don't forget to be human. Uh, how many people in our class got in a bad headspace because they define themselves as medical students, right? Like, if you don't have some type of outlet, like, going to med school is important and it requires the majority of your time. It's the the full-time job. But, like, if you don't do the things you love, whether it's exercise, plants, uh, music, listening to podcasts, Mm -hmm. uh, like, you're going to go insane. Yeah. And you're going to perform worse because of it. So, like, treat yourself as a human being. Um, and then surround yourself with positive people who like encourage you to do both, to be a student and to be a human. So, awesome. That's it. Thanks to Dr. Christina Sanchez, Dr. Joshua Barra. Um, this has been a episode about how we study for years one and two. Thanks for joining us. Let's do a recap. So recap, yeah. study yeah. groups are important. One. Get first aid. Okay. Get pathoma. Yep. Get sketchy. Get a question bank of some sort yeah you world is king yeah you world is the best other ones work out too Mm -hmm. but those are the things to take from this episode right anything else do fun stuff you have fun stories get engaged date people you don't have to you don't have to gauge everyone you date (laughs) choose one yeah and you don't need a date in order to get engaged but maybe that's ideal (laughs) we didn't (laughs) okay that's fair all right all right peace